Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen stripes, strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Father, we thank you for this celebration of your saints. We thank you for this day of baptism where we bring those into your church who submit to you and follow you. We pray now, Lord, that truly the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, especially, Lord, as we behold the reality that you are bringing forth. It's not yet here, but it is coming. And we beg of you, by the power of your Spirit, that we may taste it and see it this night. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good evening and welcome. Again, this is our celebration of All Saints Day. All Saints Day is always November 1st, but we are sometimes moving those feasts that are immovable here at St. Bartholomew. So that's what we do. We're celebrating it tonight. Also, you may know this, you may not know this, we're celebrating three years of weekly worship tonight. I know. So give yourselves a little pat on the back. Many of you are tired, road weary. You've carried signs. You've done all sorts of things. But truly, God has done a work in your effort, in your travail, in your work, and in your toil. God has brought about a people. And it's very exciting. And so I'm excited to celebrate that tonight. Um, And All Saints is a wonderful feast. It's a reminder that those who are in Christ yet have fallen asleep are with the Lord and they're more alive than you and I are right now. In fact, we'll name many of those uh, who died that that we know of either personally or through, through life. We'll name them in our celebration of Holy Communion. And it's a reminder that they are with God at this moment. Maybe you heard the collect that God has so knit together in one communion, his people. That is what we celebrate every day. That's why we're named for a saint. It's not so we have some sort of uh, spiritual protection money, if you will. St. Bartholomew rules East Dallas. You'll be safe if you, no, that's not what it is. But it is a reminder that he is a real man that he is with the Lord now and he delights in the spreading of the gospel in the expanding of the kingdom of God. And so it is with 
all the saints on this All Saints Day. Now, on this All Saints Day, we have two scenes written by John. John, another saint, another one close to the Lord Jesus, the most mystical of the apostles. And in these two scenes, we see both our present predicament and our ultimate reality as the saints of God. We see our present predicament and our ultimate reality in this, as the saints of God. And part of that are three things, and here's what I really want you to hear. The suffering of the saints, the suffering of the saints, the salvation of the saints, and then the desire of the saints. Do you like stories? I'll, I really love stories. I love a good book. I'm so not very great at reading them. I want to be one day. Sounding the letters out, stringing the words together in sentences, sentences into a chapter, etc. But books make my heart sing. I love story. It's so compelling. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. And there's something, not to, be, not to be an understatement, but there's something so redeeming about the story that God has breathed into being. It begins before there was time, when God was perfectly sufficient in himself. And the Spirit brooded over the waters. And God speaks creation out of the abundance of his being. So out of nothing, but he was there, so it wasn't completely nothing. Out of the abundance, out of the overflow, out of the, out of the generosity of who he is, he speaks creation into being, let there be light. And you know the story through the, through the days. Adam and Eve, Adam crowns creation. Adam works and keeps this garden. And we watch Adam and Eve fall into sin. And on and on through the building of cities, Enoch and Babylon. And on and on. And the people of God and the people of earth continue to rebel against God until God sends his son in an incarnation to dwell with his people, but not only to dwell with them, to live and die with them and for them, that God might bring to himself all the people that would call on the name of his son, his eternal word and only begotten son. And Jesus lived and died, was resurrected, ascended into heaven, and now from the right hand of the Father pours forth the Holy Spirit first on that day of Pentecost and continues to do so. But we find the culmination of this story beautifully written by John in Revelation 21. And I don't want to give it away too much yet because I'm going to get to it. But I love that the loop is closed. That all the things that were wrong are now 